This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode. It is a nice, wholesome Wednesday, as they say. I actually, I think, uploaded yesterday And I just kept thinking about how much I didn't like it. And it's rare that I do that. Like, I feel like usually with these podcasts, I'm like, ew. And I just, I upload it and I never want to like hear it again. Like, I never want to think about it. I just, like, whatever. Um, But it was like, I kept thinking about it. And I was like, ew, that was just like not good. So I took it down. But if you listen, like, shout out. I mean, it wasn't like really bad or anything. It was just... I think it came across, I didn't really think about, um, it's like it came across more of a rant than I wanted it to. Like I wanted it to be more inspiring and like motivating, but I think it just came off as like, I was just complaining. (laughs) So I was like, let me take this down, rethink about what I wanted to say, and hopefully today it will be better. Um, And also I have another thing to talk about today, which I didn't the other day. So I guess it really turned out for the best. Um, but today I'm drinking a coffee, um, just an avocado toast. Christmas is in one week. I still need to get my life together for that. Um, let me actually write that down. Do you guys have a planner? It just helps me so much to like physically write down what I need to do. And then I love using the calendar app on my phone to, like, set reminders and, like, you know, if you're out. Because this planner's kind of big, so I'm not going to, like, bring it with me everywhere unless I'm, like, going to work somewhere. So it's so nice to have your phone to, like, you know, if you're setting up an appointment, you can just, like, look at your calendar, see when you're available, set the reminders, like, all of that. Yeah. I just – there would be kids in school who, like, wouldn't have a planner or they wouldn't write stuff down. And it was, like, how? (laughs) Like, it's not like those kids were succeeding – but how did you even get by, you know? Um, and I say I say that lightly because obviously there's like circumstances. I'm not saying that like seriously. <laughs> Fuck. I just said that and I was like, oh, well, there's always like, you know, people have reasons for doing stuff or not doing stuff that maybe we're just ignorant about. But anyway, <laughs> I'm thinking about like, like there was this one kid. I think I've told this story before. But there was this kid who was, like, he was, like, funny, but funny in, like, a dumb way. Like, it was, like, are we laughing at you or with you? But he was kind of, like, a trendy kid. You know, he was cute, like, whatever. And I remember remember always thinking he was cute, but always thinking that he was, like, dumb. And one time we were, like, sitting together, like, the seating chart, we were, like, next to each other. And I just remember he would always copy my notes or... I think it was just notes. I don't think I ever really caught him copying my test, though. He probably did, but I I just didn't care. Like, so this, like, this is the kind of person I am. Um, So one time I noticed that he was copying all my notes, like all of them. And it was like, I was just, what the, like, what the fuck? It's literally on the board. Like, you could be just writing down what's on the board. But instead he's like, like, I was just, 
like what the fuck so i just started writing down like random words to see if he would still copy them and he did so i was like okay you're not even paying attention and like i'm not like i mean even now but like in school i was never the type to like like if i see you're like looking at my paper copy me i'm not gonna like snitch on you like i don't care like that doesn't affect me <laughs> i'm the type to like fuck with you um so he's like literally copying copying down just like random words that i wrote down and then at the end of like whatever like i don't know maybe the teacher had like erased those notes we were on to the next or like class was over i don't really remember and he was looking it over and he was like wait and he looked at me and he was like were you messing how did you just notice at like the end of class or at the end of the lesson? <laughs> so it was just like a classic. Like <laughs> I just like I would always I wouldn't always do shit like that, but like I would do shit like that. Like I really would. Um anyway, I don't know why I thought of that, but yeah, so I wanted to talk about a few things today. Let's start off with this because I feel like it's the most like current and trendy, if that would be the right word. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I recently watched the No Jumper interview with Casey Neistat, and I was, like, super excited to watch it because I have been watching Casey Neistat, like, forever. Like, before he really – like, I remember when he had, like – I feel like it was, like, 300K or something. Like, it was a long time ago. And this was, like, before his daily vlogs. Like, he just had, like – I don't want to say a few videos on his channel, but, like, basically a few and I remember, I think this was in middle school because I remember I would always watch this girl, Hello Katie XO, and she still makes videos. But I was like, she was one of the main people that I watched like in middle school. And I think on her Tumblr, she had been like, oh, like I love Casey Neistat's videos, like his editing and just like the way that he shoots is so cool. And I remember she was always really into cameras and she was always talking about new lenses that she got and stuff. And so that made me more into it. So I went to subscribe to him. And yeah, it was really like, it was before his daily vlogs. Like it was before he really became like who he is. Um, So he's like OG. And also um, I was excited to watch this interview specifically because I've also watched No Jumper for like a long time. Like literally since, I don't even know. I want to say middle school, but I don't know if it went back that far. Maybe like very early high school because I remember the old podcast set up and I would watch it because like I would hear artists on SoundCloud and stuff and just like, you know, on Twitter. And by looking them up, like I would find his interviews and I just remember watching him. And like, that was again, like really before he was like who he is now. So it was just a really cool, like crossover podcast to listen to. Like I was watching the video and they were just talking about things that were like really relevant to me. And basically just about how, like something that really stuck out to me was just how YouTube has changed over the years. And again, super interesting because like for me, it's like I've been on YouTube for a long time. I've both I've watched both of them for a long time. So to hear them talk about it was like I want to say full circle. I don't know if that would be the right word, but it's like you get the vibe. 
Um, one of the things that they talked about in regards to YouTube and almost like YouTube burnout was like Casey mentioned when he was daily vlogging that he basically had to like externalize every part of himself in the sense that like he always needed content. So it's like any idea that he had, anything that he was thinking about, he would try to make into a video or like a movie or just a piece of content. And at a certain point, he said that it's like you kind of run out of stories to tell because it's like you can only keep up with yourself so much. And I just related to that so much because like I don't even post daily or like I don't know. Sometimes it's just so hard to think of like, what can I talk about next? Like in a podcast or, you know, in a, even in like an Instagram caption, like not to even mention a YouTube video, but it's like, what's the line, I guess, between, you know, making content and then like saving your soul almost, or like keeping part of parts of yourself just to yourself. Um, You know, I feel like I talk about spirituality a lot. I talk about the gym. I talk about my diet. I talk about advice. And it's like there's only so much of each of those topics that you can really talk about. (laughs) So I know I definitely feel the pressure or I feel almost like this sense of like, I don't know. It's not like guilt, but it's like, oh, like I literally just talked about this. Like, it's like, I need something new. Like, what's the next thing? Like, I, I've already talked about this so much. Like, there's only so much I can say on this. So, like, what's next? But then there's only so many parts of myself. And, uh, you know, you just keep digging deeper and deeper into, like, yourself. And, like, it was really interesting to hear him, to hear Casey talk about, like, how when he was daily vlogging, it's like his content was so great. But then every other part of his life was, like, not. And he had to sacrifice so much for the content. And it's like, yeah, like, that's so true and especially with social media and stuff it's like so fast paced that it's hard to keep up with that because it's like people are always going to be on to the next thing so to you like keep people's interest and to like you know keep a thing going it's like you constantly have to be like up like on to the next but then like when your content is about you there's only so like it's not like you're evolving that fast like sure we can like learn every day or like add to our life every day but when it comes to like translating that or turning that into content it's like it can be hard so it was just I guess nice to hear someone else you know someone of his like I don't know stature (laughs) is that the word um talk about this because it's something that I can relate to and yeah I guess it's just like what what does one do? You know, like, what is the the balance? And it just made me reflect a lot on how, how, like, YouTube has changed. I feel like when Vine ended, that's when YouTube, like, really, really changed. Because all those Viners came onto YouTube and it just totally, like, transformed the scene. <laughs> and, like, obviously it had, YouTube had evolved before then. But I feel like, personally, when Vine ended and then all the demonetization happened and, like, that was a key point. Like that was like pivotal. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, it just kind of makes me reflect on like what I want to do, what I have been doing and I guess just where I want to take things with not only YouTube, but just social media in general, you know, it's like, just, just everything. It's like, fuck, like I want to, I really enjoy making videos, but when it becomes like this thing that I have to do, or it's like, it's like also that line between your creativity and what you actually enjoy and like your passion and then like keeping up with the trends and, you know, worrying about your views and, you know, it's like turning your passion into your income is such a blessing in so many ways, but then it is also such a, you know, it can be very stressful because things that you enjoy, you want to continue enjoying them. And when you can't enjoy them because you're worried about like paying your bills and like keeping up and if you're keeping people's interests that it turns it into something else. So just some things that I, you know, that I took away from that interview. If you are interested at all, I would definitely recommend that you watch it. It it was just a really great interview. You know, they're both fire signs. Like it was very just like fast paced. Like it was just really overall a good, a good podcast. And yeah, I guess I'm just intrigued. I'm intrigued for 2020, you know, personally speaking and like for my content and where I want to take things, but then also just like as YouTube, you know, YouTube as a whole and how it's going to transform. I feel like every year there's like someone new pops up and every year there's new trends and I'm just like kind of intrigued, (laughs) excited and kind of, uh, you know, cautious, cautiously awaiting what it's going to, what's going to happen. And yeah. Well, I think, I feel like 2016, like early 2016 was probably like the most lit year, at least for me on YouTube. Um, But then it's like, that's also part of it because, you know, I feel like I'm wanting to like look back like, okay, what's worked for me before? How can I like do that kind of now? And although there's some things that can kind of like cross over into the now, um, it's also like dang, these platforms change so fast. Like social media changes so fast. It's like, you almost can't look at like what's worked before because it's probably not going to work the same way now. Cause like, you know, just even things like the algorithm is different. You know, there's different people watching you. There's different trends. There's different, like just so much. Yeah. I don't know. Social media is like very interesting to me. Um, and especially just this whole thing of like making it your job because it's like, you're kind of branding yourself so what's the line between yourself, like your true self, and then the self that's on social media? And how do you maintain that like separation without being fake or like, you know, like how do you keep your soul and keep your integrity <laughs> and keep yourself while still making like good content and, you know, satisfying the people's demands? Just something to think about, something like, I don't know if that's relatable to anyone, but again, great interview. So if you're interested in hearing more about it, I would definitely recommend that you watch it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Something else I've been talking about, this is like completely moving topics, and this is what I wanted to talk about the other day, um, but it just kind of kind of came off more as like a rant. I'm like, let me re- review my notes. Ew, why am I getting... <sighs> I'm on my family's, like, calendar, speaking of calendars, and I get all their notifications. Like, I don't really turn on notifications for stuff because I just, like, remember and I can just go look, but... Okay. So, (laughs) I'm trying to, like, get back in the mindset. Um, How do you... This is a question. How do you personally decide who to give your attention to who to be intimate with and like who to spend time on. And I guess also with that is how has that varied? How have your standards or qualifications varied throughout the years? Um, Because I feel like right now I was just kind of reflecting on like how I've been feeling these past few months as far as dating goes and like guys and just kind of like who I'm going to invest my time into. And I feel like I just have so many more like I don't know if I just have higher standards now. I don't know if I have more self-respect now. Um, But I just feel like there's, like, so many things that disgust me. It's like I'm not going to, like, invest my time into that. Which I think it's a good thing because that saves you from a lot of bullshit. But it's kind of, like, boring. (laughs) Where's the toxicity? I'm just kidding. Um... For Okay, so let's give an example. Like, are you going to spend your time with someone just because they're interested in you, even if you aren't really, like, as into them? You know, are you going to have sex with somebody just because, like, is it because you want to or is it because, I don't know, they seem interested, they want sex from you, so you're like, okay, whatever. You know? Um, And... I guess just, like, I don't know. I feel like the more educated I become on, like, these societal structures such as patriarchy and capitalism and how they're all intertwined and just kind of, like, the roles that we're given as men and as women, the more I'm, like, fuck this shit amount. And it's, like, so much more easy for me now to, like, catch the red flags or, like, catch the signs of, like, Someone who, you know, there's extreme examples like someone who's toxic or someone who's a manipulator, someone who is a narcissist. And then also just someone who's not, you know, someone, I don't want to be with someone who I'm constantly like explaining things to or someone who, you know, believes in traditional gender roles like you. I And this is all like, I'm thinking about this right now because like the other day I tweeted about this, uh, a guy asked me if I could cook. And that's just like a small thing. You know, maybe maybe he was just making conversation. Maybe cooking is an interest of his and he wanted to relate. But more likely than not, because I bet some of you have been asked that before, but it's like maybe it's even like subconscious, but they want to see like if you're a wafy material and like if you're going to be okay with like cooking for them, cleaning, doing their laundry, like <laughs> fuck no, baby, like that. No, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> um, and when a guy asks me that, I just say no. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, I cook for myself every day. Like, uh, am I a chef? No. Like, am I making Thanksgiving meals? Like, no. But 
I cook for myself every day, but I'm not going to say yes to that. I'm going to tell you no, like move along. Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, <laughs> that's like really, they're like, wow, like, are you serious? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, luckily I have nothing to lose. Um, and I think that's another part of it is like when you really, really work on yourself and respect yourself and like love yourself you kind of realize that you don't have anything to lose. Like if you, so it's just, it's just about being like real with people and specifically saying no to people. Like I talked about, I think that was in the last episode, the year of no, but I think a lot of the fear of saying no comes from a fear that we're going to be like alone. Like, Oh, if I say no to this person, they're not going to like me anymore and they're going to leave me and I'm not going to be with anyone and I'm going to be by myself. But if you just shortcut all that and just be like, I love being by myself, then you can say no to people, to guys all day. You can set those boundaries and stick with them because you're not scared of being by yourself. And, you know, I we always hear things like work on yourself, work towards self-love. And it's kind of like, what does that mean? Because that sounds very vague. And I think it's just, it is vague because you can't really like give a step-by-step on that because we're all different. We all come from different childhoods. We all have different things we need to work on, whether that's, you know, different traumas or different, you know, just, you know, trauma can be a strong word. And I think I used that before lightly and someone uh, corrected me. Like, that's kind of a strong word. Um, But, you know, we all just have different things that we need to work on in different areas of our life. So what me working towards self-love is maybe completely different than the steps you need to take. But, you know, things such as meditation, quieting our mind, and as well as things like going to therapy and working through, you know, those past issues, things that are affecting us today, those can all be so effective. And, you know, even things like for me, like I love going to the gym, like, you know, almost every day. And it's just something, it's like my me time. It's like, I'm doing this for myself because it makes me happy. And, you know, there's long-term benefits and I just feel good doing it. So when you have something that you've put a lot of like work towards, whether that's, you know, working out, whether that's eating healthy, whether that's like, you know, it can just be like little stuff, whether that's going to therapy, you know, bigger stuff, working on yourself, when you've invested all this time into you and making yourself like who you really want to be, someone that you want to be, someone that you want to be friends with, that you want to love, you're not going to, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, dry throat. (laughs) You're not, you're going to be like so much less inclined to tolerate bullshit because it's like, I literally spent so much time on myself and like working on my confidence, working on my you know, ability to say no or my ability to set boundaries or, you know, just working on my health, working on my mental health. Why would I sacrifice all of that just like for some attention or like for some bullshit? Like, bitch, I want to be by myself because that's where I can thrive and that's where I am, you know, safe, comfortable, chill. I just feel like if we Like, it's like working towards a baseline where, like, being alone is okay. 
you know, if I go home after the day, after a long day and I can just like take a shower, make myself food, watch my favorite show, relax, go to sleep by myself, wake up, self-love, self-love, <laughs> that is ideal. And anything extra, that's not to say that like relationships are bad or like never talk to anyone. That's not to say you can't flirt. That's not to say like you can't go on dates. You can't do whatever. It's just to say like getting to that baseline where you're just comfortable at the end of the day being alone and you actually feel like good about it or at least just like neutral about it. I think that's key because less you're going to tolerate less bullshit. And it's just, I've talked about this before, but I feel like so many people like jump into relationships, situationships, whatever, that may not even be the best for us, that may be toxic even, just because it's like the alternative is being alone and we're scared of that. And it, it makes sense. You know, of course, everyone has their own like personal reasons or even personal trauma as to why they may be scared of being alone or abandoned or whatever, but also just looking at like, what we're taught in society and, you know, culturally, if you look at like what we're first introduced to and we're like babies, the movies that we watch and like the examples around us, usually, you know, it's like everyone's in a relationship. Like, Oh, these are my parents. Like, Oh, let's watch this Disney movie where like the prince saves the princess and then they live happily ever after. Like that's not real life, but that's what we're introduced to. So it's like deep in our subconscious that like that is the goal. And especially for girls or women, like, that's the goal. Like, you don't see, like, a bride magazine for men, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, if there are, like, <laughs> is there a groom's magazine? You know what I mean? Um, maybe, but it's a lot less popular. Like, I don't even know if there is one. Um, so it's just kind of like taking a step back and looking at all of this as a whole. And it's crazy because it's, like, suddenly everything can make sense. You know, if you look at like sex in the city, they keep asking themselves these questions like, why is he acting like this? Or like, why do I feel like this? And usually the answer is like right there in the sense of like, you're acting like this because we've been taught that this is the goal. They're acting like that because you know, you're making yourself too accessible or you're not setting enough boundaries or, you know, you're just giving them what they want without like having to do anything for it, whatever, whatever. Like, obviously there's different situations. Um, but yeah, it's just, I feel like, oh my God, like suddenly my whole life makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if this is like translating well, but let me know if you can relate or if you ever really like thought about that. Um, but yeah, just we're tolerating less bullshit in 2020. Like if you sense those red flags, if someone is starting to like irritate you or not respect your boundaries or whatever, or it's like on to the next because someone else will. And even if they don't, I will. And that's all that I need. So fuck it. So that is all I'm going to discuss today because that's all I really feel passionate about. And I don't like to force stuff. So let me know if you can relate to anything said in this episode. And as always, don't forget to tweet me a screenshot or IG story me a screenshot so I can retweet and repost. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.